there in the bookstore. And um, she's going to sing In the Garden. This is one of my grandmother's favorite songs. So how about you?
Father, we thank you for this time together again. As we approach your word, we do so with much rest. We thank you, Lord, for your written word. We thank you for your spoken word, that it changes us. And we go from glory to glory from faith. I thank you today for ears anointed to hear, for minds receptive and open and hearts open. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to come down here too, like Pam did. <laughs> Wasn't that a wonderful message? Pam pre-sermon this morning. <laughs> I mean, there's scriptures that I've written down that <laughs> I thought, well, hallelujah. We're on the same page. Uh, so I, I just said, Lord, okay, where do we go here? And he said, well, you know, it's empowerment weekend. And... Uh, we'll just talk about the power of God for a minute. And then we're going to pray for whoever wants prayer. And I believe that God's going to do miracles today. Yes. Amen. Yes. Like Walt said, right now, right? We're not going to say next week. We're going to say right now. Hallelujah. And miracles, you know, it's, we think sometimes just physical. Uh, thank God he does do physical miracles. But also, God's in the financial miracle business. Yes. And we can see common time in the Word where he did financial miracles. You know, feeding 5,000 people is really a, a financial miracle. Yeah. Because, you know, just ready for today in our luncheon, it was just, you know, we we're thinking between 30 and 40 people. And, you know, it gets pretty expensive. Yeah. And you think, 5,000? <laughs> and that was just the, the uh, men, you know, that don't, you know, there's women and children included, too, and there's thousands of people that. He said, so, uh, praise God, if you need a financial miracle today, we're going to believe God for you Amen. to have your need met. Amen. Yeah. He can do it. Praise God. So we're going to talk about his power. And I'm going to start in Mark chapter 5. You know, God is omnipotent. Yeah. That means all, all powerful. And I think sometimes we, we focus on his goodness and he is good, supremely good. We, we think about his compassion. And and his love and mercy, praise God. But he is powerful. Yes. Amen? Amen? He is very, very powerful. And if you think about the most powerful person that you know on the earth today, God is more powerful than they are. You know, I've heard people say, well, you know, they have more money than God. And I said, oh, no, they don't. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> no, you're wrong. They don't have more, more power or more money than God has. Praise God. And the good news is he's your father. If you're born again, he's your father. And Jesus died and left you an inheritance. That's pretty nice. What a wonderful package. What a wonderful benefit. And the Bible says don't forget his benefits. Amen. That we have gotten because of Christ. And I just thank God today that he is um, everything. He is the all-sufficient one. He's everything that we need. So March 5, we, we see in verse 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. This is Mark 5, 26. 
and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but grew worse. Now she was not only sick, but now she's broke. She's uh, out of money. And, and that can happen to people even today. Amen. Because of the cost and expense. We heard this dear with $2 million a year having to get shots. I mean, that's, that's really something, isn't it? And so we see here again, uh, to this woman, she was not even any better, but she was worse than when she started. Now we're not against physicians, but how many of you know they're practicing? They're practicing medicine. Amen? They practice. And you pay for them to practice. And it's okay. I mean, I have a really good best friend almost that's my doctor. And she's a spirit-filled Christian and she lays hands on people at the office. <laughs> and she goes, so I'm not against doctors or physicians. But I'm telling you, when I go to her or any other physician, I pray God anoint them for me. Amen. Because I know they're practicing. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and I mean, I do. When I go get my hair done, I pray for the guy. And no day, because, you know, they can mess you up. Amen? And so, you know, let the Lord anoint whoever is in your life with wisdom and skill and even power to do what you need done. And let's always, always keep our eyes on God and not man. Amen? Keep our eyes on God, because He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. So here this lady uh, has trusted man, basically, and spent all that she had worse when she had heard of jesus she came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if i may touch but his clothes i shall be whole. and she knew uh, that this would happen and she declared it she said it out loud i'm going to get healed and be whole as soon as i touch the hem of his garment and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague I love that immediately, you know, this says straightway, but in the Amplified it says immediately. Let's believe God for immediate things to happen. <laughs> Don't you like? I mean, I'm telling you, I believe God wants to do it right now. Now's the time. Today's the day. So let's, let's do like she did and said, as soon as come or Scarlet lays hands on me today, that's it. I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm whole. I'm well. And uh, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, now underline that word virtue, had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and says, thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing, but the wearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Um, now, we know uh, that virtue uh, means power, the power of God. So the power of God flowed out of Jesus, really his clothes, flowed out of his clothes when she touched him. It was uh, kind of like what we call the point of contact. The minute I touch his clothes, he said, yes. she she made the deal, didn't she? She wrote the contract here and, and declared it out loud as 
soon as I touch clothes, I shall be whole. And um, virtue came out of him. The power of God flowed because it connected with her declaration, with her faith. It says that a lot of people were touching him, thronging him. Ever been in a crowd like that where it was so tight you couldn't hardly really move? Maybe is it even a little scary when you get that many people together? Right. But uh, there were, and his disciples said, "What are you talking about? People touching you? It's like being at one of those football games when you try to get out and there's just people pressing upon you." But made the difference was that she had determined, predetermined what was going to happen here. And I think many times we put it on God. Well. God wants to do. If he wants to heal me, I'll be healed. If he wants to do it next year or next week, or what, it's just all up to God. But he didn't, Jesus didn't say anything about it up to him. In fact, he was just walking that way and she came up behind him. So he didn't have any knowledge of her at all except he sensed the power of God flow out of him. And I believe that today, the day we live in even a better covenant, right? Yeah. Is, we, we not only have the anointing corporately among us and the Spirit of God upon us, but we have the Spirit of God in us. We have Christ in us. So really, uh, now, in, you can get healed anywhere, anytime. You don't even have to wait till the station of Jesus walking in your room. Now, uh, it's wonderful if he does that. You know, he did that years and years ago with David's mother. David's mother was dying at age 22 of uh, cancer. And she was in a hospital room in Atlanta, Georgia. And she was in her room and said, Don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry, everything's going to be all right. And disappeared and walked through the wall on the eighth floor of the hospital. And um, so she began to repair, her body repaired from. From then on, and she's 90, she'll be 92 this month. 92. And wow, what a powerhouse for God she is still. I mean, David and I will be sitting, praying about something, and David will go, we probably should call mother and get her pray. I mean, she's just like, you know those people who have like a direct line, like with a red phone to the White House? That's the way she is. She is a powerhouse. And still today, when she comes down, she'll play the piano (laughs) during praise and worship. Don't you want to be that way when you're 92? Me too. Praise the Lord. But we see here that the connection was her faith with the the Lord. And really, it's not a struggle. It's not a strain. It's not, uh, you know, something that you have to really, really work up. She just decided. I'm not even really having. To touch him, just his clothes, right? And I'm going to get this miracle. So I believe that at any time, in any in any place that we are, we can really just think about and 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 perceive the spirit of God on the inside of us, Christ in us. Um, and so you know what? I'll just go ahead and receive my miracle right now. Amen. And just say it out of my mouth. I don't even have to say it to anyone. I can just say it. At, at my house, say, I just receive it right now yeah. in Jesus' name. And that faith connects you to the power of God. Isn't that amazing? 
so simple. It is childlike faith. And uh, we don't need to make, make it too complicated for people because the Bible says even a child can understand these principles of the Lord. So we see that word power flowed out of him. And he is all powerful. The um, New Testament has that word, uh, the Greek word power means uh, dunamis in Greek, in which uh, we know the root word for that is dynamite. That's some power, isn't it? TNT. Praise God, right? Um, we saw in the news yesterday, I don't know if some of you saw it, that some American tools found, <laughs> found a, a, a bomb. In, in Israel, did you see that article? And they wanted to bring it back as a souvenir. <laughs> it it had not been it had not been ignited. It was a lie. <laughs> well, imagine taking that to the Israeli airport, <laughs> which they did. They did. The whole airport went into hysteria. <laughs> Yeah, their souvenir. Had a picture of it. Oh, well. At least didn't put them in jail. <laughs> they did. They questioned them, but they let them go. I hope they weren't from I Florida. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's wild, isn't it? You can't, you can't go through with a bottle of water, but you can a bomb, right? <laughs> so crazy. Go figure. It's their souvenir, they said. Hallelujah. Anyway, we see that um, that word means explosive power capable of bringing miraculous results. That's God's power. Amen. And so he can blow up disease. Amen. He can blow up any kind of sickness in your body. He can blow it up. And then he can put it together and make you whole. He made her whole. Hallelujah. Wholeness. Don't you like that word wholeness? And so he said, my power is made perfect in weakness. That's when you're going to see the power of God, when we submit ourselves to him. And the Bible says that when we come uh, humbly, humbly before him, that he exalts us, that he lifts us up. And I think there's really a connection between the power of God and humility. So uh, when we talk about being powerful women, and we should be, I believe that one of the, uh, the biggest characteristics of that is being hum- humble, yeah. humility. And, it, and it's different than what the world thinks. Because when the world powerful woman, they think cocky, they think this yeah. or this. Yeah. <laughs> or like Pam said, this, right? <laughs> the hand up and that whatever. But that's not godly. That's not godly power. He wants you to be very, very powerful. But he wants you to be his uh, realm, uh, this alternative realm of power, which is, it it seems very meek and very, uh, maybe not even loud or, uh, you know, uh, maybe not even identifiable at some times to to the world, but um, when you let that shine, they do notice. You know, they do notice. It might not be right off. I joined a, a CrossFit about a year ago now, and, um, you know, not knowing anybody because I'm kind of new to Tampa, 
And so I, I really didn't tell any of them that preacher. <laughs> because sometimes when you say the word preacher, they start going like this. <laughs> you know, like you said, leprosy. And uh, so I didn't really tell them I was a preacher. Or, you know, I just kept kind of a low profile in the class and yet, you know, making some friends and it's been fun. Uh, so the other day, one of the younger gals walked up and said, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm, I'm a pastor. She goes, I knew it. <laughs> she said, I knew it. She said, because the calmness on your life and the peace that you have. And I said, well, praise the Lord, right? So sometimes you think you're not, you know, making any difference, but you're really shining to people because uh, the peace of God is really powerful. It's really powerful. Think about it in this day and time to have the peace of God on you when there's trouble on every side. And Paul says there's trouble on every side. I've been, you know, pressed on every side when there's pressure from from food costs, gas costs, you know, all night. And the world is really preaching, not enough, not enough, you don't have enough, not enough. And we've hooked into somebody named Jesus, who's more than enough, more than enough all the time. And so, you know, then instantly when you think about that, the joy of the Lord comes because you think, got a secret here, (laughs) got a secret provider, praise God. It doesn't matter if gas prices go $10 a gas. I don't want that to happen, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter because God's bigger than that. He's richer than that, and he can do more than think, the Bible says, or ask. In fact, it says exceeding abundantly above anything that we can think or even ask. Uh, So that, that kind of encourages me to pray at times because my prayer, I think, I think it's so big, oh God, this big, big thing I'm asking for you to do. And for him, it's like, what? That's all you want? You know, that's all you need? And in his eyes, in his mind, he's, I think he's saying, come on, let's ask big. Amen. Let's get, let's get more vision. Let's get more, let's get serious about this. Uh, when David and I first got married, we've been married three years now. Um, we first got married. <laughs> And David, the goal that this year we're going to get a thousand people saved. You know, he goes, he's an evangelist and a pastor. But, you know, he's way around the world preaching the gospel. He goes, okay. I'm thinking that to me was like a huge goal. A thousand people saved. And he's like, but anyway, I said, and let's believe God for a thousand people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. He goes, okay. So our first trip. We went to Brazil, and we went for, uh, I think, 10 days and spoke 19 different churches. We, we, I lost count of how many people got saved. At 1,000, I quit counting. And, and then filled with the Holy Ghost, too, even more filled with the Holy Ghost. And I said, I can't believe this has just happened. You know, this was January, and this is February, that all these people are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, I, I, you know, I think sometimes we think like we're asking really big and we're, we're, you know, oh, I don't know if God can do this because, oh, and, and he can do, he can do 
amazing things, remarkable things in our lives if we, uh, you know, elevate our thoughts a little more. And really, I think we can do that by hearing messages like Pam preached this morning. Hear the testimonies of these wonderful miracles that God does in people's lives. And you hear the word and then look, look at the word. And she was talking about God's going to give you uh, instructions. What's the word? In unusual instructions. I think, well, that's what Jesus did. You know, I mean, he... He spit on the ground and made mud and then put it in the sky. That's a little strange, isn't it? And then if you think about the old, even the Old Testament things that were done. I mean, Gideon, you know, he gets this big army up and God said, nah, that's too many people. (laughs) You know, you would think with an army, you need a lot of people. No, let's send some of those home. Send a lot of them home. And he gets down to 300. And then he has these unusual plans for battle. Right? They don't even draw a sword. Uh, think about Jericho. Okay, we're going to march around the city. And, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Why seven? Why? That's unusual, isn't it? And then we're going to shout. Yeah. And these walls that are so thick are going to fall down. God won't ever tell you something you can't do. He'll always give you instructions something you can do. And then he'll do something you couldn't possibly do. <laughs> he won't ever ask you to give something that you can't give. Now, you might think you can't give it, because he's told me before, I want you to give $10,000, and I'll think, what? You know, $10,000? $10,000? But I did have it, you know. I did have it in the bank. Now, that's every dime I had, but it was what I had. And that's what he asked for. So he's going to ask you to do something that you can do. Maybe you might not want to do it until you find out his goodness. Then start trusting him more. Amen. With, uh, okay, you've got something in mind here, Lord, that you want to do. So in his his asking and inquiring of you to do something, always remember his power. Always remember his power. His power is going to make whatever needs to be done, done for you. And sometimes we don't know what we need. In fact, I I believe that's the scripture that says um, he knows what we need even before we ask. He, He knows what we need even before we know what we need. And many times he set me up with things and asked me to do things. And, uh, and this is, this has happened quite frequently because he knows what is down the road and what needs to be in my life. Amen. So try not to be scared of what he tells you to do. <laughs> Just obey. Obedience is a, is a move of God reaped. Obedience sown is a move of God reaped. So when you just obey his voice and uh, we see that in the Bible, you know, uh, when they needed a Red Sea parted, all he did, all Moses did was lift up the rock. But it was an act of obedience, and it saved his people. So uh, we can do it. Amen? Say, we can do it. We can do it. And we will see his power to us. 
and he will always uh, work his mighty miracles in our midst. Always. He's a miracle-working God. He wants to. It's not that we're trying to coax him into it. He's ready. Amen. In fact, he's so ready that uh, Jesus finished the work, and it's really done and available to us. His power is all around us. So Ephesians 6.10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's who we are, and that's what we're to do. And I believe that um, as we do that, we remind ourselves of who we are in Christ Jesus. Also, I want to, to uh, say this in Genesis 18:14. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? The answer is no. <laughs> Not too difficult for God. Family problems aren't too difficult. Um, you know, horrible, horrible things that you're going through or have been through are not too difficult for God. Now, sometimes you might think, well, how would he make this up to me? Or how would this be repaired or restored? How can God do that? We don't necessarily have to ask God how. We just have to believe he will. Just believe he will. Greg Black came this week. Thank God he did. (laughs) And he is an organ genius. Yes, he he knows how he rebuilds these organs. Rebuilds them. It's amazing. And, and so, like at his shop, he'll take everything apart and all over the floor <laughs> or his table or whatever, and he puts it back together. So he specializes in that. He knows how to do that. Isn't that remarkable? God knows how to do that with us, too. When something's up or when something's wrong or when something needs to be restored, he is the great restorer. In fact, he's really, really good at restoration. Amen. So just let him do it. He might not. Uh, I, I don't know how. I don't know how Greg does what he does, but I sure enjoy the results of what he does. And I don't know how God does all he does, but I'm telling you, it is good, and it is right, and it's beautiful. We can enjoy it, and really, we can just get in praise and worship and thank him for it. Amen. Just thank him for it. So I want to leave you with this, Peter um, chapter five, and then we're going to pray. If you need prayer today, first Peter, chapter five, and verse six. I quoted this, but I want you to see it in your Bible. I think it's important. First Peter five, six says, humble yourselves. Therefore, mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And I believe that that mighty hand of God is here today to touch you. Amen. Um, all you do is just humble yourself before the Lord. You can do it, Lord. I can't do it, but you can. I can't make this financial situation work, but you can. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you, I've been hard pressed with some financial things in the past. I don't know about you, but I have been. And God has always done some really strange workings to make it work and to make it happen. Praise the Lord, yes. where, you know, you think you're right on the edge, right on the edge of the cliff, going to fall off into bankruptcy or however, and God yeah. just picks you up, amen, dusts you off, and said, you're going to go on and everything's going to be all right. So trust him today as we pray. Humble yourself. One translation make your life insignificant, and God will make your life very oh. significant. He'll make your life very significant.
So Pam, come up here, and um, David will play. Praise God. And um, if you're if you're tired of sitting, you can stand for a minute. And uh, anyone that needs prayer, and Pam, you just flow to. Let me get you a microphone. Do you have anything specific or do you want to just do general prayer? Hallelujah. Um, Cindy, I uh, want to just say something to you. I have a mint in my mouth, so if I sound funny, that's why. Um, season has come your harvest has begun seeds that seemed dormant for years have watered by your tears your prayers have already Ready, you have staked your life on God's word. Now your due season has come. Your due season has come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. I believe it. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. This lady. Come on up. Come on up, Mita. Hallelujah. We're so glad you're here today. Amen. Mita's like me. She's not really a morning person. (laughs) I have to hear the voice of God to get here as early as we did this morning and and be able to preach. Wow. What do you want today, Mita? What are you asking God to do? Okay. To restore the first love. What greater quest could you bring before the Father? And she wants restoration in her leg. She's been fighting a restless leg and some kind of almost like tremors and not and so we're all in this together there's not one spectator in this place your prayers are going to help Amen. what's going to happen up here today just step over here if you will thank you lord let's lay hands on her thank you jesus lord we thank you for heart turned toward you thank you lord we thank you for t- Total healing recovery. We thank you for her legs functioning as you ordained them to function, Lord. We speak to them. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's the anointing right there. Thank you, Jesus. Every tormenting spirit. Every, every. 
devil that takes your peace at night. We curse it and we say, loose her and let her go. What you have said today before all these people, baby, the Lord heard it. And not only have you released his power into your life with your words, you have a a breakage, a stop order on what Satan has been trying to do to you. And so I just set my agreement from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Freedom and deliverance and complete in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible says if any two of us agree on earth is touching anything we ask, we can have it. Amen. We're two and we're touching. That's right. And agreeing and you're receiving. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You expect, Amen. You expect the manifestation of this right now? Praise Amen. God. Oh, that's what we believe. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else want to come for prayer? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, your peace that passes all understanding keeps our hearts and minds in Christ. And we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Because you're the Prince of Peace. So we believe supernaturally. By your power, today she's touched. Oh, thank you for it, Lord. And every care, every concern is cast over on you, and you're on her behalf, Lord. So why should she care? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you're going to notice the difference right off, and it's going to continue. Amen. Amen. The Lord says, Be still. And know that I am God. And there's no way to be still when you're tormented. But you're going to start speaking to those things that torment you. And you're going to say, no more. No more in Jesus' name. I have the peace of God that passes all under me. And I'm not going to be tormented any longer. Will you do that? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I love your smile. Isn't she cute? So cute. <laughs> what do you need today, sweetie? Heart and heart and financial um, debt to go away from the loss of my husband. Oh, I was going to have been gone. Jezebel's spirit came in. First of all, in the name of Jesus, no Jezebel spirit can stay here. We say, loose her and let her go, devil. In Jesus' name, loose her and let her go. And we just pray, God, for comfort, for the grief, the torment forces of grief are broken in Jesus' name. 
yes, it hurts when we lose someone we love. And it's, it's normal to have emotions, but not the spirit of grief. And we break that in Jesus' name. And when you say your heart, do you mean your physical heart or your spiritual heart? Which one are you referring to? Well, several times for chest pain, and I feel that the Lord has said that it's a, it's it's not physical; it's 